0: Welcome back to our podcast. This is Branched with your hosts Maddie and Doug and today we are going to be talking a little bit about tattoos, a little bit about art, a little bit about a few other things. Stuff. You know what the degenerates are into these days. What are
1: degenerates into these days? Snapchat.
0: TikTok I think. Oh my
1: god if you like TikTok fuck you.
0: Right? Just fuck you. (laughs) I'm a barista and do you know how often I get kids in the store who have learned about some weird Starbucks drink that somebody made up because of TikTok. And then I make it for them, but I make a little bit extra so I can try it, and they're all terrible.
1: They're awful. I feel like TikTok is like the social influencer annoying cousin of Vine.
0: It is. It is exactly that. But like for a younger, more annoying
1: audience. Yeah.
0: And Vine was pretty young and annoying.
1: Young and annoying when I was still young and annoying.
0: Right? I loved Vine, but. I'm just annoying. Maybe we're just bitter now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, if you, like, listened to all of our podcasts and, like, tried to come up with, like, a few, like, ongoing themes. Yeah. Uh, bitterness is prevalent.
0: Bitterness, cynicalness, Mm -hmm. egoism. I
1: think cynicism is the word. (laughs) This is going to be a great podcast,
0: folks. (laughs) Maddie's hungover. Do I tell them that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Maddie had a lot of wine.
0: Maddie did have a lot of wine.
1: Yeah. Now we're here.
0: Now we're here. So this morning I had to go to McDonald's because Doug needed coffee. I needed hangover food. And I'm broke because I spent all my money on tattoos. So why don't we talk about that?
1: (laughs) That's a decent transition. (laughs) Yeah, why don't we talk about that? Uh, Let's talk about tattoos.
0: I was trying to count them yesterday and I miscounted because I was drunk, and so I was like, "I have."
1: What you do when you're drunk? Count my tattoos. (laughs) How many tattoos I have? So
0: many more I (laughs) can have by the end of the night (laughs) So I had, I was like talking about it because I was talking. Somebody had asked me before, "What's your favorite tattoo?" And I'm really lucky; I love all of my tattoos, and so I was going through them. And, uh, I was like, wait, so I have one, two, three, seven, I have seven tattoos, which is completely inaccurate. Okay. I have nine tattoos. You have nine tattoos? I have nine tattoos. I'm so
1: annoyed. Let me tell you why I'm annoyed. <laughs> because I remember when you got your first tattoo. Right. That was not that long ago. No,
0: it was less than a year ago. No, what? it was a year ago. My
1: first tattoo I got 11 years ago, <laughs> and I have six.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're addictive. They are. We can talk We can talk about the addictiveness of tattoos.
1: I think so. You need to go to a group. <laughs> you need to go yes. to a meeting, Maddie.
0: Well, that was the other thing, too, that we were talking about the other day, was that I, I do have an addictive personality, mm-hmm. and so that has come out in my tattooing extravaganza.
1: They really are. They, like, I used to scoff at people, and they're like, oh my god, like, tattoos are so addicting. First of all, addictive. I might edit that whole thing <laughs> um second of all it's just like
0: it seems dumb
1: it seems like a dumb thing to say but yeah you know uh really i don't know a single person that after they got their first one wasn't like i want another
0: right exactly it just it happens i got well the reason that i have so many I'm I'm, i'm i have an addictive personality so it's partly my fault for not checking myself but it's also partly doug's fault because Whoa. he told me I got my first tattoo and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm totally going to get another one at some point. And then I go into work one day when you and I still work together to you and Kayla being like, well, today's Friday the 13th. Let's go get tattoos.
1: So, yeah. So, wait, which one's your Friday the 13th tattoos? These two. Oh, a little. I have, I have little, two little lavender. No, they're like lavender. Get it so right, he- Doug. <laughs> It just, you you really like the bread basket of America. Oh
0: my god, I love it so much. I don't Kansas think I was even talking into it.
1: my mic right then. What is happening?
0: It's <laughs> picking us up. It is picking us up. So, well, we'll just jump into it. So I'll, I'll describe. I have all black and gray tattoos. Mm-hmm. The first one I got is a bee on my elbow with the word sweet underneath it. So my first tattoo was a pun. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. So it's bee sweet. And then the second and third tattoo that I got were the two lavender plants under my collarbones on Friday the 13th, which they were on sale, you know, 40 bucks for both. Pretty good deal. I think I just them on my it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then my tattoo after that, I have a matching one with my mom. It's a pretty good size owl bust.
1: I have a matching tattoo
0: with my mom. No, oh, it's epic. And like, uh, me and my mom are not pussy motherfuckers. So I was like, do you want to get I a matching tattoo? And she, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's get owls. My mom loves owls. And she was like, okay. So I have an owl piece that is half of my arm now. Mm-hmm. And my mom's is over half of her arm with like a big border and everything. Like it wasn't like, oh, like I'll get like a wrist tattoo for my mom. No. It was intense. Yeah, it's a big one. Like I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's, it's a good size. It's a good size good. tattoo. And then from there I got... Again, on sale, I got a good deal, so I have vines that go over my hips, so there's one on either side, and then I have one across the left side of my rib cage, and that's another vine. Mm-hmm.
1: You have one. You have this indeed. And then, one. oh yeah,
0: most recently, there was another sale, so I have a sunflower now on the inside of my right arm. Okay, so now it's your turn. What are your tattoos?
1: Um. Okay, so... It's important to know about my tattoos <laughs> that I used to be very different <laughs> than I am now. Right.
0: Um, that's that's what tattoos are though—they're a mm-hmm. timeline.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um. So, okay, I'm going to give you our our listeners. Listeners
0: and
1: Yeah. Our all. What do you think? Five of them.
0: Um, um, so,
1: that was a high five. Um, high five! <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, I, I flirt my way into our subscribers. Um but, so my tattoos. Uh, what's important to know is I used to be, um heavily involved in the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually was a youth minister for a while. Um which is really funny because all of this um, obviously, when I came out, I kind of came to terms with with a lot, and uh I decided that the church wasn't for me uh if it is for you, that's not my business uh but it you know it just wasn't for me and but I have a lot of tattoos that I got during that time that are thematic of that um I also used to be married to a woman. it didn't work out um and I have a tattoo that is actually thematic of that as well. Um, and you guys are getting unvarnished truth of that because now when people ask, I lie.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think I've lied
1: about. Well, and I don't lie because I'm ashamed. Like I lie because I just don't. It's, it's
0: it's a complicated thing. Yeah, I don't want
1: to give the whole story. And also, like you, you blank canvas people out there with tattoos, without tattoos rather, uh, blankies, we'll call you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it. I love it.
1: Uh, <laughs> we both love and hate when you ask us what our tattoos mean.
0: Right.
1: Um I have no direction on that for you. Uh, it's gonna be a mixed bag of
0: answers. Yeah. I can I can be like, Oh, I have this bee for my grandma have like
1: this owl for my mom. And mm-hmm. It's very sweet, and then I have vines on my hips that they're hot. Oh yeah. I mean, that's hips are a sexy place to get tattoos, not mine because they're so fucking bony.
0: Oh my god, that's what you Like,
1: I'm gonna get you're a tattoo right? in the elephant graveyard from a like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, yes, we were just definitely, like, pulling down our pants and showing each other our hips. We're like, look at all
0: right. Right, right. Well, I mean, mine are, me are constantly exposed now I, because I feel yeah. a lot of money for these tattoos. Yeah, I
1: do. Okay.
0: Um, okay, so tell us what your tattoos actually are. Yeah, that's
1: what we were doing. Right. Uh, fucking train wreck. We're 12 minutes, and we haven't talked about goddamn shit. You never do. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so should I go
0: chronological? I did.
1: Okay. Um, so my first one I got when I was 18 and it's just a tree um it's probably my least favorite tattoo i mean i like it but it it is the least like what i brought in to for them to do um cuz it was supposed to be like this kind of cool uh like ethereal looking like tree with mostly branches with like kind of almost like watercolor leaves that is not it's just a tree it it's a tree and that actually is symbolic of life for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I still like in, in Still Hold True because, uh, you know, like a tree, you're always growing, you're always changing. Right. You know, you start off as something small and uh, just straight. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just, uh, just a very small representation of, of what you'll become. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still like the meaning behind that one. The next one that I got on my wrist is Arabic script. Um and either says what I think it says, which is God is love. Again, from that, that period of my life, but I think it's still a, a good sort of um sentiment. Um <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but it's still a good sentiment because uh I I feel like even even now that I am very much atheist, very much not into religion at all i like the idea that that you know god is love uh you know that that love is is kind of the thing that makes the world go round um so i still uh, i honestly still like that one too um it is not straight on my arm like you can see uh, They they did not do a good job uh lining that up and i was 19 so i didn't think to check i guess i don't know but it looks fine uh, the next one I got is on my other shoulder. And this one's kinda hard to describe. Um it's a dude and he's got like in different pieces, sort of, but he's all put together. And then there's like a red ribbon going around it. I feel like that's an ad description. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a um
0: it's like a silhouette of one of those drawing models.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and that again is from, you know, my Christian days, and it's the idea, uh, that, you know, I, there's a lot of, like, very judgy Christians out there. Um, and I wanted a tattoo that kind of embraced the idea that we're all broken people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, for the Christians, it was God that's holding them together. Um, it's not something that I, I hold true with anymore. So if, if people ask me for the meaning today, I say, you know, it's love that holds us together, mm-hmm. which I still really like the sentiment of. Um, the next one, honestly, is one of my favorites, but it's bittersweet. I have on my forearm, um, some cardinals, um, a boy cardinal and a girl cardinal. And that was for me and my now ex-wife. Uh, but it's really pretty. Ah. Um, and this is my favorite tattoo. And also the one I get asked about the most. I have a pineapple on my other forearm. And I got that tattoo because the internet told me. That I don't have to get tattoos with me. That I can just. Do whatever you want. Yeah. They said, if you like pineapple, get yourself a pineapple tattoo. And I said,
0: okay. okay. Uh,
1: so that's it. That, that, that everybody asks me about this tattoo all the time. And actually, it, uh, this tattoo has been a learning experience for me because I learned, um, and this is important, that um, pineapple is like a symbol for the swinging community.
0: Oh my. God.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like their like little identifier with each other. Like, really? yeah, we're swingers, kind So I used to like when I worked with you at, at the you know the Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a lot of middle-aged couples come up to me, like a lot of middle-aged couples, which I feel like there are only middle-aged swingers out there.
0: Apparently,
1: like those boomers love their like fishbowl parties, right? Like. And cool, cool, good. I mean,
0: we'll get back to the boomers and their weirdness in a second.
1: Oh my god, every podcast. Um, but literally every episode. <laughs> um, but, uh, they would come up to me and be like, hey. So, what's that pineapple mean? And I it was like, for a while, like, wow, a lot of middle aged couples really are into pineapples. And then somebody, somebody at Barnes and Noble, I don't remember who told me, like, did you know that that is a symbol for swingers? And so now when the middle aged couples, come up I'm like it's nothing it means nothing it's nothing All right unless they're hot oh and Not
0: then you are like and then you're like
1: yes you know what it means
0: hi my name is Doug mm-hmm. do you want to take a closer look mm-hmm. at my other pineapple at, I
1: have a pineapple of oh, the place. <laughs> I don't like that I don't like any of that <laughs> okay. uh, yeah I never have I ever um and uh guys I've been with couples let's just let's put it out there it's fine but um And then, uh, that's my Friday the 13th tattoo. It's a little flower.
0: It's really cute. Yeah, it's really cute.
1: Somebody asked me to a flower the other day, and I said it was a Friday the 13th special flower. So I don't know. (laughs) So I just pointed and said that one. That's, uh, all my tattoos. That took a long time to explain, I feel like. But, uh, we also got distracted.
0: We Um, did. And Doug has a lot more, like, backstory of those. Yeah. I guess... Well, because yours are very much like a time and place where you were in your life. Yeah, this is what I who I was. This is what I was feeling. This is what I was going through.
1: Well, and I feel like even now, the the ones that I'm getting that don't have meaning, like yeah. that's very much a timestamp. It uh, is still a timestamp. Uh, you know.
0: That's why I say that some of mine don't have meaning, but they're still meaningful. Mm-hmm.
1: That you know, I I think that's why whenever people. Kind of come at you and be like, "Well, you're going to have that on you for the rest of your life. What if you're not like that in, in the future? You don't, you know, are you going to regret that?" The answer is no. Like, I, I think that the the tattoos that you have are a tapestry that that's telling the story of who you were and who you are and and how you came to be who you are today, right? Um, and I think that may be a little romanticized for tattoos, but. Also not entirely untrue?
0: Not entirely untrue. So so going back to Doug's tree tattoo, I have, if you haven't noticed, all of mine are nature and floral, and mm-hmm. I don't have anything that isn't some kind of piece of nature, mm-hmm. because the goal, while well, well, the individual pieces may not all be super significant, like my... You know, like symbolic of my relationship with my mom or my relationship with my grandma or this or that. Mm-hmm. They are the goal for myself is to become a garden because the goal of life is to grow and to change mm-hmm. and to. And what I like about a garden is the nurturing aspect of it that you have to take time to nurture and to foster growth and happiness. I'm just sort of doing that all over my body.
1: I feel like. So the worry is that you'll get too good at being a garden and then you will literally become okay. a garden. Oh my
0: god, but if I just started growing like <laughs> <you> know, some <laughs> well, shit. It, just of <laughs> a sudden,
1: you're just like, you're like just one of those community garden beds, and that's all, you, that's what you are. Like, just a sentient garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd
0: be cool. I mean, it sounds dope. like, it sounds slutty, but it sounds cool.
1: I'm a community garden. <laughs> Oh no! Um,
0: and Dad's a swinger.
1: I don't know. Apparently, I am. Um, got the pineapple to prove it. Oh, this one really old couple asked me one time. They're so cute. They're like, "Did you get that because you're Hawaiian?" Oh my god! Well, obviously, I'm Hawaiian, guys. I'm so white. Oh, speaking of being skinny, mm-hmm. I so talking with the guys. If you're out there and you're in a relationship, I can meet you. Because dating sucks.
0: Dating does.
1: Dating suck. is a fucking worst. I was talking to this guy probably on Snapchat, I think. I'm not I'm trying to I'm doing away with Tinder and Grinder and all that. It's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to this guy on Snapchat. I'm gonna see the music festival that I'm going to. And he's like, Send me a picture, you know, where I can see your body. And so I did and he's like, I love scrawny guys. Uh, cover huh? cover up. <laughs>
0: look at me like that. I'm not I'm not a bagoon. <laughs> he's
1: like, You jerk. I'm not gonna see you now. <laughs> Can't, like, yeah Can't? I mean, you've seen Champ, like
0: yeah, he's, he's literally on the
1: other side of that door. I'm sure. Like, yes. um, he's he's so skinny because he's such a skinny dog. Mm-hmm. And every time I take him out, I swear to God, people are like, "Why is he so skinny?" Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "I don't know." Like, I feed him like
0: once a week. Is that night, you know? <laughs> um?
1: That was a joke. ASPCA and Sarah McLaughlin. I feed my dogs. I feel like Sam McLaughlin is just listening. She's,
0: She's waiting for us to fuck up. Yeah,
1: yeah. And not just us, like, to every podcast. Right, you're right. And just waiting to hear about animal abuse. Right. She so just pops into the room.
0: We yes. an angel. And
1: then she slaps us.
0: Uh, I think Champ is, he's a lab in, like, a boxer. I, box, know, so right? I mean, something. I don't
1: think he's lab. Um, who, who knows? I, I got him from a rescue. Yeah. But he's, he's probably some sort of, like, sight hound and, yeah. like, I don't know, terrier or pointer or yes. Russian.
0: Imagine, just imagine or like so a very cool. high energy kind of a dog. Like he's just. He's, he's just very a, active. He's a very wiggly noodle. Oh he my god. a skinny boy. He,
1: his whole body wags.
0: The whole thing. I don't think you can control it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so about tattoos. Imagine. I should get a tattoo now. Okay. Like I feel like that's just setting up for a bad tattoo. Yeah. Like, that would be so cute.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's actually, okay. I wanted to talk about tattoos that we have on our horizon.
0: Oh, yes, okay. So, I think the next tattoo that I'm going to get for myself will be a snake around my ankle. And that one will have... Snapele. A snake. It'll be a snakelet. Snake yes. snakelet. <laughs> <laughs> that one will be um, symbolic because that one will be the representation of my relationship with my dad. Not because my dad is a snake. But because my dad likes snakes. <laughs> and when I was little, we would go out and like catch like little garter snakes and ring snakes and such things. And now I'm a biologist. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the one that I want to get next. And then, um, I also need to get something on my right deltoid. So the owl is on my left deltoid. I've left space with my other two tattoos for something on my right deltoid. And then I'll just do overgrowth.
1: I'm sorry, I don't mean it. Is that what
0: the are? Yeah. Oh my god. Right
1: I've always wondered.
0: <laughs> okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> look at your arm. you okay. When you flex your arm, that bicep. Nothing happens. It, <laughs> <laughs> Um When you flex your arm, the muscle that you see is your bicep. So that's where my. Sunflower is, and then on the back is your tricep. That's where the mm-hmm. bee is, and then your deltoid is your big chunky shoulder muscle. So
1: when I'm looking at my arm, and I, I just need to look for the flower and the bee. Actually, I have a flower on my bicep. Well, I'm
0: trying to, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. make them see where mine are, so yeah. that they can hopefully somebody will hit me back with a "This is what you should get on your deltoid" because I have no idea. Please help.
1: Oh, so you no idea what's going, on, what's going on.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to get the bust of Amelia Earhart, actually. There's just this really cool... Not because of her specifically, but because it was a really cool print that this tattoo artist in Kansas City has that I love, and it was it would be really fitting. Amelia Earhart was born 100 years in a day before I was, and she's a really badass lady of history, so yeah. why not? But I've since kind of against that. I mean, that's kind
1: of cool. But can you get um, Amy Adams as Amelia Earhart in Night of the Museum too? Yes. Yeah.
0: I think that's better.
1: Man, I was not sure I was going to be able to pull out that whole reference.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what are your next tattoos? Okay,
1: so my tattoos have moved down the down the line like timeline-wise from really meaningful to not.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and now I'm really stuck on like fun slash funny. Yeah. Um, so one that I'm getting, I'm getting with a friend of mine, and we're both getting, like, probably like life-size black and white, real-looking bees
0: mm-hmm. on our knees. Oh, well,
1: yeah. Yeah, because we're the bee's knees. The bee's knees? Yeah, I yeah. It. So, uh, there's that one sometime before the end of the year. I'm trying to, you know, pin them down with that. Um, and then another one, and, oh, god, actually, so I have two more that I want to get this year. Um and there's there's another Friday the Thirteenth in September, so probably a Friday the Thirteenth special too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, these two that I want to get, one I'm very excited about. I don't know. Okay, I don't know which one I'm more excited about.
0: Okay, just he's just excited.
1: Stumbling over my words here. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a train wreck of a podcast episode. That's we like, say that every episode. Yeah, but
0: then we go back and listen and we like it. You will let me get like a little a little sappy here for a second i'm okay with this podcast being kind of a shit show because we talk about things that i feel like are relevant and good and we do it in a way that's real like neither of us are sitting here pretending to be something that we're not Mm -hmm. because there's a right way and there's a wrong way to talk about things and especially heavy things we do get into heavier issues and that is I can come at this from my experiences and what I know, and I know that there is more out in the world, but this is what my perspective is. Yeah, yeah.
1: I and mean, we are in no way experts right. on anything. I mean, on uh, most
0: things. He means most things. We're experts on everything.
1: That's, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, we, we do between us, even with our, our relatively young age have a lot of experience. Uh, right. And not even experience that loses <laughs> that knowledge, but that leverages in relatability. So, like, right. you know, we want to come come at this and, like, yeah, we know this sucks. We relate. Or, yeah. like, we know that this is really deep. It's not even sucks. Like, I don't think we have a lot of things that are, like, oh, this sucks, but... It's just
0: that they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're deep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay, so, but my next two tattoos. Yes. That was a, that was a, that was a cute little aside. That was nice. That's a cute right. little aside. Um, but uh, my next two tattoos, I don't know which one I'm more excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get one on my collarbone. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's okay, it's and it's going to go on both collarbones. Okay. But it would just say in, like, very old fashioned, think, like, advertisement for a circus type like, font from, like, the, the 1800s through the 1900s. Yes. Uh, and it's going to say, Be gay, do crimes.
0: Oh my fucking god, that's written on my whiteboard in my head.
1: Yes! I actually, so I made, um, so for electronic music events such as the festival I'm going to. Yes. There's a thing called Candy, which is beat bracelets. And I made one that said hashtag DJ crimes. Oh yeah. my god, I love it. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna get that one. Um and I'm so excited about that one actually. i mm-hmm. just really excited. And it's gonna be a fairly cheap one too. Script has never that since right. Um and that's honestly what I have to think about a lot. Like that and I wanted I want to delve into that more in a minute so on that yes I do um, want
0: to
1: but uh the other one I wanna get is like I have the picture tape on my phone and if it uh, I don't have this girl there's too many to get that I would show you. But uh okay. uh <laughs> but, <laughs> 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 but it's this cartoon dinosaur uh, T Rex mm-hmm. with two grabbers in his hand oh and God. it just says in like very comic booky font unstoppable. And he's just he's got this look of, like, joy on his face.
0: Right. now he can do it. He can do anything. He can do anything. He is
1: unstoppable. So I want i want that as well. Okay. Uh, So I'm moving a lot into um, the fun Fun, things. dumb tattoos.
0: Yes. The fun, dumb tattoo that I've always wanted to get, because I guess there's only one, would be I want to get a peach on my butt.
1: That's cute. Just a little, <laughs> just a little one. Speaking of butt tattoos, you saw a good one. Uh, in yeah. preparation for this episode. We did? Uh,
0: we were looking at... Because we wanted to talk about bad tattoos, too. Oh, actually, wait. Yeah. That is a perfect segment. Since I feel like I have enough tattoos, Doug has enough tattoos, there's a difference between good tattoos, bad tattoos, good design, and bad design. Yeah. And so, we are looking at bad tattoos, because there's two different kinds of bad tattoos. There's one where the design, like the artwork itself, is just a shit-ass drawing. Yeah, like
1: they... They went to a bad tattoo artist.
0: Right. Like, the artist... Like, he, like he was just not a good artist. Or she, whoever they went mm-hmm. to. And then the other kind of bad tattoo, which I find personally more egregious, mm-hmm. is when the quality of the tattoo is terrible. Like, the, like the ink has lifted. Uh-huh. They didn't pack enough in. Or it just does not look right. It's scarred because they went, like, too deep. And then it just bled mm-hmm. everywhere.
1: Both of those, by the way... You're not a victim if you get those bad tattoos. Uh because you should have done your research. Yes. Don't just walk into a tattoo shop, say
0: who's available
1: yeah. and like do your research. Uh but yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um but the bad tattoo we saw, it was kind of both of those and also a terrible idea. Yes. Like that's the third type of bad tattoo. Is you're All fucking are dumb. Too bad. Yeah. And your your ideas are dumb, and you should be separated from the general population.
0: We <laughs> can weed people out. Yeah. Like we're overcrowded anyway.
1: And so this tattoo we saw, that was a butt tattoo, um, had an arrow pointing right, right into the cheeks. And, hold on, what did it say?
0: It said, like, this is where I poo, or something like that.
1: This is where I poo, exclamation point.
0: Which, you have to be... Just
1: there's something out there. Hold on.
0: belligerently drunk. Do you think that that's cute. There's more.
1: A booby heart right next to it. Um this is just a Google image search. So if you just search tattoo fails 2019, uh you will see see this uh just the gem of a tattoo. Well,
0: and then like right next to it is that human It's centipede the human centipede, tattoo. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm I'm very upset. But
1: <laughs> so it's it's actually several tattoos. It's like a whole
0: Scene.
1: Yeah, so you got the like the pretty typical one that it's like the cartoon dudes butt to mouth, and like the shows like the line of uh, that goes through all of them. But then there is a face, um, and it has a circle uh, around the mouth and an arrow, and then. That's, that's on that's a that's on, one on a butt one, cheek.
0: Yeah, that's on one ass cheek, and yeah. then the arrow points down towards the towards in between the cheeks. Yeah, and, and yeah, comes out the other side with another. Oh, arrow. I didn't
1: realize. Yeah, yeah, they're they're including their own ass as part of the art.
0: They're including their own ass as part of this, uh, and then the other arrow comes out to the other side where there's a picture of a another anus.
1: I, I it's got like a sphincter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and. Uh, A circle around that, which is really just a circle around a circle. Um, I think what's most egregious here is not the human centipede tattoo, but the tribal tramp stamp that's above it.
0: I think what is most egregious here is, what the fuck is going on with this person? Do you,
1: like, I'm trying to envision this from, like, a tattoo artist standpoint. Well,
0: I'm kind of upset that somebody agreed to tattoo it. Okay, I am, but
1: I'm not, because here's the deal. One of two reactions is acceptable. Uh, either one of these are acceptable. One is "fuck you," no, uh, which is what humans would do. Um, but two is like it's kind of it's kind of funny that this is going to be on this person's body forever. I'm going to do it. Right. I guess you have to
0: do it like for the story.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I would I would almost do it out of spite. Like
0: "fuck uh, you," and do it. At the same time. Remember, this human is electing to have this on their body forever.
1: What's scarier is this human probably votes. Oh. I hope not.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we not gonna... Yeah, that's enough so, about that a tattoo. We do kind of want to talk about myths and misconceptions about tattoos, and I think the money thing will come in here yeah. is There are ways to get good, cheap tattoos, and there are ways to get, like, really shitty cheap tattoos. Actually, I'm okay, I want to
1: start with, uh, I want you to explain the good cheap tattoos because I don't actually know a lot about that.
0: The good cheap tattoo. Well, yeah. part of it is just that I've been really lucky. So in order to get a good cheap tattoo, what I would suggest doing is going to your local tattoo shop. Like, do your research. Look at their pro- look at their, um, not profiles, look at their portfolios. Um, I'm assuming they would be online, they would have a website or on Instagram or yeah, anything. a lot of
1: tattoo artists have Instagram dedicated to mm-hmm. their tattoos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so follow them and see what they're up to and then just um, sort of like be on good standing, like go get a tattoo, like talk to them about it and like understand their rates, like where they're coming from. And then if you want to, if you wait long enough and you follow a certain artist for a while, they'll have specials. I and mean, that's how I've gotten over half of my tattoos. So, like, the vines over my hips, that was a four-hour session, which should cost, like, 500 bucks. Yeah. It was three fifty. Wow. So, she was just having a special going on because she was doing like a fun- fundraiser for something. And I was like, hey, like that's amazing. Like, would you want to do these vines? She's like, oh, that sounds really cool. Let's totally do it. Yeah. And then I have uh the Friday and the 13th is a good way to get super cheap, but also dinky tattoos. Well,
1: and you have to be okay with, like, if you want your tattoo to be something that means something to you, like, Friday the 13th isn't a good option for you, so you have to be okay with flash or uh pre-drawn tattoos.
0: Right. Which, is yeah, flash is pre-drawn tattoos. And so... That's not something that you want to do, like, for your first tattoo. Mm-hmm. Because you want... Everybody wants, to, like, half control. Like, oh, I want it to be this. Mm-hmm. And then what you'll realize as you go, that it's not really about you being in control. It's more about... Well, it's the opposite, yeah, I feel like. uh, Exactly.
1: You know, it's, it's not that giving up control, you know, it's not giving up getting, getting sex, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Right, giving up control. Because you want to... What we mean is, and this is the other big misconception about getting a tattoo, is that you walk into a tattoo shop and you're like, I want this in these colors and I want it to look like that. And then they're going to recreate this perfect image of exactly what it is that you have in your brain. And that's not what it is. You're commissioning an artist Mm. for a piece of art. And so you have to let them be the artist.
1: Well, and I think that's a big deal. Um, I am, before I say this, I I don't want to come off. That I am against any certain type of people getting tattoos. I think tattoos are for everybody, uh, but I think a lot of people kind of um, emerge from the suburbs, yeah, uh, at a tattoo shop, and they're not—they're just not around people who have a lot of tattoos, or they're not around a lot of people who have tattoos. Yeah. Um, that word "a lot" can go away in either places or like <laughs> uh, but and so they—they they have this idea that it's just like a storefront. Which it is, but it's not like other stores where you can go in and you request a specific item and the specific item is what you get. Uh tattoo artists are not like sandwich artists at Subway. The artists actually mean something. You know, they right. they are artists. Um and so you Yeah, you you want to take time to look at these artist styles. So it's just the same as if you're to commission a painting for your home, which I assume zero of our listeners do because I assume they're all millennials and poor. Right. Uh, but it's the same thing. You know, you have this this vision, and you give that vision to the artist to put their own tape on it.
0: Right. Because that's what you want, is that you, you want to find somebody that you like their style, you like the stuff that they do, mm-hmm. and then go in and be like, I like this that you do, and then you can give, like, ideas, and be like, I saw this tattoo on Pinterest, and like, have your little... Um, like, little checklist of things that, like, you like about it, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of, like, go from there. And you just want to be respectful.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, actually, I think another thing, too, is there. there's a bit of a misconception that tattoos are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that they can't be, a, a tattoo can't be a big deal for you. Like, I, I've seen a lot of in memoriam tattoos. I was actually thinking about getting one for my friend who passed away last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's cool. That's awesome. But they're not a huge deal. Like, you don't have to spend years coming up with your idea. You don't have to have something that's full of meaning or only things that aren't meaning. Uh, It doesn't have to be a theme over your whole body, though. Like Maddie, it could be. Uh, Tattoos are just a great way to visually express your personality.
0: Right. So, okay, okay. So we're talking about, like, myths and misconceptions about getting tattoos and all those things. Oh, we should talk about pain level really quick.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: um, I experienced a very bubble of pain. Yes. I think, I think it really just depends on, like, how much you've eaten that day. Like, I didn't think about that. And, like, it's like, and, like, you don't wanna, um, I don't know. Overbook yourself if you get a tattoo because they do make you really tired.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if you get a big one, you you have a lot of adrenaline going. And let's just put this on the table for you, blankies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> tattoos hurt. So when you ask, "Did it hurt?" There, there, it, there's not a tattoo that there wasn't some level of pain. And people who said, "Actually, I thought it felt good," those are the freaks mm-hmm. uh, and also liars. But it doesn't
0: feel bad like well and it feels it feels good in in that it's it's an adrenaline rush yeah you definitely feel the adrenaline right and so it's kind of like a um and honestly for me this is gonna sound kind of weird but it's a way to help cope with anxiety to some extent because it's a thing that kind of freaks you out like there's a needle there's buzzing like Mm -hmm. there's this big high adrenaline rush and then if I can do it, I'm like, yeah. Like, I just conquered something that made me anxious. Yeah. And so it becomes kind of a release. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: And I think uh, people ask me a lot. I don't... They I probably ask you the same. Like, what area of the body hurts the worst? Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, I only have tattoos on my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but it honestly... I don't, I, it depends a little bit on the tattoo artist too, like how mm-hmm. hard they're pressing down, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but, like, between my left arm, forearm, and my right forearm, completely different levels of pain. Really? My left forearm hurt like a motherfucker. Okay. Like, right up near, um at the end of my pineapple, Um, I think there's probably like a bunch of nerves there or something, but it, I, That was my most painful. That hurt so much. Mm -hmm. Um, The rest of my wrist was
0: nothing. Yeah. Oh, and I also learned, so, um, the tattoo artist who did um, the vines over my hips, I was just kind of, you know, shooting the shit with her as we were doing it. And those hurt really bad because they're over the boniest parts of my body. Mm -hmm. And so, so, I was talking to her about it, and she was like, yeah, we also have to remember that everybody actually has, like, a time limit. So, your body will release endorphins. To help you like cope, but after a certain amount of time, and everybody's different, your body just kind of stops, and then that's when your skin it just gets so upset, and it feels like a sunburn that's buzzing mm-hmm. and if you're so when we were doing, I had actually had to stop and do two sessions with the vines over my hips because I stopped releasing really the about three and a half hours in, and like that's when it just like Hurt so much. But like she was dragging the needle like, oh. through, like through my skin, not like over the top of it.
1: The, the longest session I've had was in like an hour and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um all my tattoos are fairly small. Um and I'll probably keep I like the small. So, like, this is my, that's like a really
0: good size. Yeah, yeah I
1: think that's the biggest I'm gonna get, which is about the size of a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Um but I uh shoot. Um, shoot punch it. Uh oh, it's cool. Uh, I think there's a lot of you don't have a lot of shading on yours, do you? Um, mm-hmm. I do. Oh, mm-hmm. you do, you do. Yeah. So, did you feel like outline or shading was, was more painful?
0: I find outline far more painful.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot sharper.
0: I think it's the and I think it's a different kind of needle it is. To, I don't know... It is a
1: big sharper needle.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's longer. It looks like a fountain pen. Yeah, and whereas uh, when you are shading, it's like a it's like a fat stumpy needle. Mm-hmm. But you have to pack in a lot of mm-hmm. ink over a wider area, mm-hmm. it's like different kinds of paintbrushes. Yeah. So you have like your ballpoint pen for your outline, and then like I don't know, yeah, you know, I mean, something else for the shading.
1: Yeah, but it hurts. That's that's what you know. It it, it hurts. It's not crazy painful. as I don't feel like it's like getting stabbed or something, but I don't really know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have any evidence to back that up. But it hurts. Um, and I feel like another misconception is um there's I feel like this weird idea that people go out and get drunk and get tattoos.
0: But most tattooers will not tattooed. tattoo yeah, any tattoo
1: artist who's any level of professional uh will not do that. They they will not. Um or if you're visibly high or any any kind of not sober, yeah, they're not going to do it.
0: Right. And so the I was also talking to this, this same tattoo artist, and she sort of described to me as tattooing is like the last frontier of the wild, wild re- west. Wild, wild west. Oh. No, you want to try again? <laughs> wild, wild west. Why don't you do the whole thing, though? Okay. Um, she described to me that tattooing is like the last frontier of the wild wild west Mm -hmm. so there's some lawlessness and there are some of the rumors that you hear where like um some tattoo artist is going to like go out and like shoot up and then come back in and tattoo you Mm -hmm. some of that is still true but a lot of that is changing and most places are really professional Mm -hmm. very clean and if you are drunk or high, they're not going to tattoo you, and you don't want them to tattoo you. Alcohol is a blood thinner; that's why they won't do it, because you're just going to bleed like a motherfucker, mm. and none of the ink is going to stay.
1: And mm. so, honestly, my, my advice too is, is: don't make permanent decisions when you're drunk. Uh, first of all, right? Uh, that's just or any kind of lid, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't even have a couple drinks before, honestly. Like, I I get like the idea behind it, like it might calm your nerves, you know, kind of build the pain. But I did that with the one on my shoulder here, and I bled like a motherfucker, yeah, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not like that,
0: right? Because it makes it it makes it harder for the ink to stay, mm-hmm. and then you just mm-hmm. like sitting there with a scar. Yeah,
1: material. and I really had to work a lot with like moisturizer and things like that because it was scarring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just be sober, at least for those couple hours. Yeah. You can celebrate by getting smashed later.
0: Right.
1: Um, but, actually, uh, you you brought up a good point with the tattoo artists uh, being professional. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing, and kind of um, a good segue into uh, something else that we, had, we had wanted to bring up, and that is um, sort of how... Tattoos are viewed in society now. Yeah, uh, tattoo artists is one of the only job you can have outside of prison, bitch, where you can have face tattoos right. and it be okay. Right. Um. And I don't think prison bitch comes with a lot of like medical benefits. Well, actually, actually it does. Yeah, actually, actually, uh, complete medical benefits. Um, cool. I mean, you get
0: you yeah. Know, there's and then you have kind of like a bodyguard, I guess,
1: yeah. because you're Yeah, and you, I mean, you don't have to wait for referrals. I feel like. I don't well, know though. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you yeah, do. Keep an eye
0: out for a prison
1: said. Hey, um prison listeners, <laughs> can you can you inform us how that works? <laughs> Just seventeen emails <laughs> to say, it sucks. Um, You're so
0: wrong. <laughs>
1: um, but like, it's you know a lot of professions out there. You can have visible tattoos like above your collarbone, right, um, or on your hands. On your hands, yeah, those are still no go areas. But I've noticed it's changing a lot too. Yeah. Um, I guess if you work at a bar or you're like a barista or something, you'll like work a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for like major corporations like Starbucks. Um, I remember, and actually Starbucks has gotten a lot more lax. Uh, I worked at Starbucks in 2011. Yeah. And you could not have any visible tattoos at all. Um, which is crazy. Because it is kind of counter to the vibe that they're trying to give off to the baristas. Like, we're cool, we're good. Right. Um, we don't like Starbucks. No. No. Even though one of us serves Starbucks coffee.
0: Listen. (laughs) We have bills.
1: (laughs) We have bills to pay. Uh, I'll sell my soul, you know, for, to pay my bills. I'll sell my body. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, wait, wait. So how, so how tattoos are viewed in society? Well, when we first were, incepting the ideas for this podcast and all the things that we would branch out to. One of them was Tattoos is Social Currency, Mm -hmm. in that it has always been, even from the beginning of Tattoos, which, um, it was like a, it sort of started, um, it started really long ago in human history, so Mm -hmm. if you guys know... I don't know if you guys remember the guy that they found frozen in the ice, I believe they now? Yeah, yeah, He actually had tattoos.
1: Yeah.
0: He
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Those are the oldest known tattoos that we've seen, and the thought is they were either the product of some kind of healing ritual or something along those lines, but they've always been very purposeful, so then um, the other record that we have that kind of started uh tattooing is from like the Pacific Islands. Um so the Pacific Islands is the uh other place where tattoos kind of got started and that it was actually Navy men who went out to these islands and saw um people getting tattoos and they're the ones who do it with the with a stick and the hammer and they yeah, kind of tap like in. Little, like
1: stick poke tattoos. Yeah, yeah they're they're
0: very much they're just sticking poke tattoos. And they um, do like the big ornate tribal like sleeves and everything. Yeah. You know, think the rock. uh, And that big piece that he has on whatever side of his body. That dude. Anyway. (laughs) 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 And. Right. So, um, we had people that were in the Navy, they went and they saw like that happening and they would get a little tattoo. Well, they were there, and that's kind of where that whole tribal tattoo thing sparked Is they would do, like, kind of funky versions of that and then brought that back to the United States. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, it was only if you were in the Navy or if you were a criminal that you had tattoos. And so yeah. that's where a lot of those stereotypes come from. Yeah, and uh,
1: I've noticed, and we have been talking about this earlier, yes. uh, it's radically changed over yeah. the last I would say a decade. Yeah. Um, the the view of tattoos. Um, even well, I. Yeah, I would say a decade. Uh, and what's crazy about it, and this is how you know it's a radical shift culturally. Uh, baby boomers are accepting tattoos.
0: They are to some extent. I do have a funny story. Okay. So, and you know this story, but have I shared this on the podcast yet? Or... Okay. Well, it's You're relevant. Episode, it's you <laughs> might you might not have. I, I think it's one of the ones we lost, but. Um, I was sitting outside on my break at work, and I was wearing a shirt that revealed four of my tattoos. It revealed the bee on my elbow, the two lavenders, because I was wearing, it was like a, like a cut t-shirt, and then the, um, the owl on the other side. And I was just sitting outside on the bench, and then this older gentleman, I guess, walked past me and saw me, and I had these tattoos. And then, because I was looking down or something, he just assumed that there was no way that I could be up to any kind of good. So he, he went, yeah, he went inside and he told my boss. He found our manager and goes, "There's an orange-haired feller outside on the bench shooting up drugs."
1: <laughs> so many things wrong with so that statement. Literally
0: everything <laughs> that he could have gotten wrong, he got wrong. You were upset. I was... That's correct. I was outside. You were on the bench. I actually wasn't even on the bench. I was sitting. I was sitting down, like, on a stair beside the bench. So, technically, I was not on the bench. But he... My boss comes outside, and he looks around, and he's like, oh, that's, that's so weird. Like, I just had a guy come in and tell me there's somebody out here doing drugs. I'm like, nope, I'm the only one that's been out here for, like, the last 20 minutes. Like, what the heck? And I thought he was messing with me. I was like, oh, man, you're... You know, that's so funny, guy. You got me. No, this, this man looked at me, assumed that I was a man because I have short hair, mm. which is not orange, by the way. Mm. And then, because I have mm. these tattoos, just thought for sure that I was doing drugs.
1: What was crazy is uh, Maddie didn't even bring the drugs that she usually shoots up to work that day. Right. Because she didn't even do it. She I
0: know. Her, usually her I heroin heroin do. <laughs> usually I do the drugs inside while I'm on the job
1: you yeah, actually like right behind the red. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. As yeah, I like, like, take on, people's orders.
1: <laughs> it slapped my um, vein. I saw them do that in train spotting, so I feel like it's a real thing.
0: Right, that's how you do the, the drugs? The drugs, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think they did that in train spotting. Actually, only, I can only remember bits and pieces of that movie. Uh,
0: uh, because of all the drugs.
1: Because of all the drugs that they were doing. <laughs> that's just my memory. It, made, it made
0: my, <laughs> my memory spotty. So, like, some of those stereotypes are still very real, mm-hmm. and yet it is still very much a dramatic shift because you call tattoo artists now tattoo mm-hmm. artists. They're yeah. not like tattooers or Crim- criminals. Criminals, like arts. you know, like or sluts. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sluts.
1: I actually I, I do know a lot of tattoo artists mm-hmm. that actually. Well, I don't know a lot of tattoo artists, but a lot of the tattoo artists that I know,
0: yeah, they're kind of slutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for them. I learned that, I mean, and there's just so many different facets of this culture. So you have to remember that it started out as something that you get in prison and then you get it while you're in the military. So you have these two very different facets of society. Very
1: rough facets.
0: Yes, but on two total different social hierarchy ends. So, like, on one end you have prisoners and criminals who are on the very, very bottom of the social hierarchy and then you have these military guys which throughout most of the 1900s was like the highest you could be there's so much respect for you yeah. and then they come back with these tattoos and so when those worlds like start blending and other people get involved mm-hmm. it just creates all sorts of wild things
1: well and Oh, so I remember what I was say. Um, you like so okay. Besides that story, but I think that that man wasn't quite a boomer. I think he was probably older.
0: He's, yeah, probably.
1: Um, you know, boomers being late forties to early sixties at this point. Um, they, as a whole, have come a long way, and th- that's insane because they are the group of people least likely to change their views on anything. Right. Ever.
0: Stubborn motherfuckers. And
1: I don't know what life did to them, what our grandparents did to them, but they do not change their minds. I'm talking about you, mom.
0: Yes, they are very You, know, stubborn.
1: you already know. Um, but uh and I really hope that my mom listens to these podcasts. That would be really happy.
0: Oh, I told my mom that I would give her the okay on certain episodes to be allowed to listen to and then which mm-hmm. one she is not supposed to listen to. If my to mom was
1: gonna be disappointed in me by now, she already would be. I guess uh, that's true. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Right, Ma? Um but uh like I think about okay, when I was in high school, which is over ten years ago. Crazy.
0: Old. Uh, I did get out of bed this morning and literally go, my hip. <laughs>
1: but you probably got out of bed with my brain. Um, but uh, when I was in high school, my yearbook advisor, who was young, uh, she was in her 20s, and just very very um, white Christian suburban, if you live in a suburban area, live in a very rural area, but that kind of person... Uh she got a tattoo and it was just um I think it was like the name of her firstborn son or something. You know, it's very sweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um she got so much flack for that. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you got a tattoo. Yeah. A tattoo. Yeah, and that was,
0: it was I mean like all of these implications. Yeah,
1: two thousand seven. Yeah, uh, you know, uh yeah. Yeah, this idea that she did something so edgy and um subversive yeah and when really she just wanted a memento of the her first son, son yeah. you know uh so take that fast forward you know to to 2019 um and that's kind of like yeah that's what you
0: do yeah it seemed i was about to say that's like very much the norm is yeah. to get something kind of commemorating your family
1: so it's been crazy how how that has changed and uh it makes me think of, too, like, how other things in society that used to be, like, if you're talking about it, it has made me think of, uh, how, you know, we, when we talk about, uh, societal currency, mm-hmm. there's, there's things like tattoos that used to be debits, mm-hmm. uh, in societal currency. You know, it used to be things that kind of took away from your standing that now are becoming more and more credits, um, like, uh, sexual openness is another one. Right. And and we're seeing that more with, with younger generations, with millennials and Gen Z. Uh especially Gen Z. I actually I want to take a moment and just say I, a lot of people like to shit on the youngest generation. Yeah. Um and We
0: were earlier, Doug. Just just so you know with the TikToks. Okay. TikTok
1: <laughs> is different. If you use TikTok, I don't care how old you are. I hate you. I hate you and everything you stand for, and you might as well be Elon Musk to me.
0: <laughs> so, Generation Z. Um, you
1: know, I think it's easy for us to forget the Tide Pods of our
0: generations. Oh my God. Um
1: Because we didn't have the YouTube, the right. Postal. Right. Um, my friends used to play this game where we tried to throw hacky at each other's nuts. Like, people are stupid when they're young. But I love Gen Z. I absolutely love them. Uh, they give me so much hope for the future mm-hmm. because never have I seen a more open and accepting generation. Uh even compared to millennials. Right. Uh, this is a generation that has grown up embracing sex positivity, embracing some sort of you know, sexual subversity like uh, you know, non conforming genders uh transgender and things like that, things that have that have before been real sticking points, uh, that generation really gets it. And uh I see that a lot with sex positivity which um used to be and still kind of is, uh a sort of detriment to your person if you were open sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh slut used to be a really terrible thing. And I, I think it's something that we're still struggling with accepting. Yeah. Uh but that's something that like tattoos has have, have become a lot more normalized. Yeah. Um and
0: you can still almost wear them as like it is so much so for me a social currency in that it's a way to have a conversation yeah with people now it's a way to kind of draw people in to say like, hey, what is that tattoo all about? Where did you get that done? I, You know, I think this or that, or look at mine. Yeah. Kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's gone in the opposite spectrum, like where it used to be this is a good way to get people to not really speak to you. Right. It's gone to the other end of the spectrum. Uh, sometimes people talk too much about tattoos to you. Like, yes. Oh, and I guess to circle all the way back to way earlier, blankies, um, a good rule of thumb, if you see a person at their workplace and they are working, that is not the time to ask the story behind their tattoos.
0: You can, if it's like a quick question, I, I can guess. take, I can take like a, oh, hey, like I like your tattoo. Where'd you get that done? Yeah, that's fine. But
1: don't ask what's the meaning behind it. Don't ask. You know, yeah. Uh, we just don't
0: have time. It's just layered. like. Yeah.
1: We don't, we don't have time to have that conversation. We also don't know you. Um, so, <laughs> like, uh. That's, that's Oh, actually, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place this episode, so I really appreciate the one or two of you that's still listening at this point. But um, that's another kind of uh, thing about tattoos, uh, the kind of misconception is um, just because we have a visual medium that kind of display our personality, that does not mean we're getting the tattoo for you. Yeah. Uh, it actually is the opposite. And so no... I don't have to explain my tattoo to you. Right. Uh, Because it's not for you. Just because you can see it does not mean it's yours. Not saying that I don't want to, uh, but I don't
0: owe that to you. Right. And if you don't like... So that's why... Well, let's circle back to bad tattoos, too. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't like somebody's tattoo, there's a difference between not liking something because they have a shitty quality tattoo versus i just don't like that design because it isn't what you would want like all of mine are very heavy black ink Mm -hmm. and a guy came up to me one day and said hey i really like your tattoos and he was like you know it's so wild to see people have like good quality tattoos and i'm like yeah i really like it when people have really nice tattoos and take care of them and all that i hated his sleeve the whole thing was done in gray wash and I just couldn't stand it. Like, I was like, you're, I am so happy that you are happy with your tattoo. And I think that your tattoo artist did a good job doing it. But for me, that looks terrible. Yeah.
1: Um, actually, that brings up a great point. Um, and this is just a PSA for everybody. Um, if somebody has a tattoo and you don't like it, I don't care if it is the most horrible tattoo I've ever known to man, or if, God forbid, it has a spelling error. Yes, please take your pictures before you get. Like they, they show it to you. Just check. Yeah. Check the spelling. Do a quick Google. Um, but uh, if if you don't like it, if it's terrible, whatever. Uh, remember that it's a part of their body now. Yeah, and um, it's a
0: timestamp of where they were in their yeah. life when they got it.
1: So you know, I think that everybody in 2019 needs to be a little more kind. Uh, we're living in the end times, so uh, <laughs> the least we can do is be nice to each other about it. Um, but I think I think we need to be more kind in of 2018, and uh, a good starting place for anybody who's not sure what that means is it costs you zero dollars to not diss somebody's tattoo. It's it's a part of their body, you know. Uh, it's something that they chose to get on them permanently, and even if it's silly, uh, that means something. Um, so just don't diss tattoos. Where
0: were we before that? But I like I like where we're going with this, mm-hmm. because... It used to be like this symbol of hardness, and in a different interview that I had with a different tattoo artist in Kansas City, um, he sort of missed that because he started tattooing in the 90s and he was like, this used to be a way of showing my independence, of my individuality, of, you know, like a fuck you to the man. And now he's a little upset because it's because the social currency has changed so much that, like, it's a way in now. And so it's just kind of funny that there are, there's more than one perspective on it. Like there's like, it is still to me an individuality thing. And that's what we're saying here is that everybody's tattoos are for them Mm -hmm. and it makes them happy. And you shouldn't, if if I'm saying anything is that you shouldn't get cookie cutter tattoos. If if they really, you really love them and you just want like a teeny tiny little like wave on your wrist. Go for it, yeah. totally do it, but do it because you want it, not because you want a tattoo to fit in. Because tattoos are, are both things. They're a way to fit in, they're a way to talk to people, mm-hmm. they're a way to make your mark on the world or show who you are, but they're also a way for you to stand out and mm-hmm. be an individual.
1: If you're a white girl who gets an infinity simple tattoo... <laughs>
0: Stop listening to our podcast! I mean,
1: we'll understand that you're just going through the shit right now, and that's what you need. <laughs> Hey, we understand. I don't think a single, like, I know three different girls with infinity symbol tattoos. Yes. And every single one of them, if I were to point at them and say, hey, were you really going through this shit when you got that? Every one of them would say yes.
0: Yes. And I can prove it. I actually went on a date with a woman who has one tattoo and is of an infinity symbol on her foot. And she was like, I know it's basic. I know it's just a dumb fucking tattoo. But she's like, I'll be damned if I do not love this tattoo because it matched her best friend who died in a car accident. Mm. So, and so, yeah,
1: uh, that's actually generic tattoos happen. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Get it? It doesn't. It doesn't have to be unique to still express individuality. Yeah. Uh, And so, if you see somebody with a generic tattoo. Fuck off before you say something mean.
0: Yeah, that's like, the whole point. Is like even though, like, I'm saying, you know, be yourself and get something that you really want. Mm-hmm. If you do really want something that is an infinity symbol, or is this like if it's a mark of where you are in your life and it makes you happy, do it. And mm-hmm. the rest of us are just going to be like, good for you. Now, is there
1: is there a line that where it gets a little more taboo? Uh, like if you see a tattoo on a person that you really like, uh. If you see a tattoo that you really like on a person.
0: Yeah.
1: It's probably not cool to get that same tattoo.
0: No, that is not cool. Because it's, that's like, I mean, it's not cool for two reasons. It's not cool because that's their tattoo. And like, you can really like that. You can take your own spin on it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But the other thing too, is that tattoo artists don't want to do somebody else's tattoo. They're like we were saying before, they're artists. They want to make art. Yeah. So you want to get something that. They made not something that they traced, yeah. yeah, yeah, um
1: though I do I also like i I love looking at the flash at tattoo shops. if you've never been in a tattoo shop, it is covered with their artwork, yeah, like everywhere from floor to ceiling. I was gonna say head to toe, but tattoo shops aren't people, <laughs> uh so uh, it's just covered, and I really want to go into a tattoo shop one day and just find a couple of good tattoos that they they have that. If they're to me, if they're up on the wall, yes. it's like putting your drawing on the fridge. You know, yeah. it's like I really like this. Look what I did. Yeah, uh, and I wanted to do that. I'm like, yeah. oh, I just want to be like, I want a tattoo that obviously you were so proud of that you put it on the wall.
0: Yeah, that's that's so regular. Mm-hmm. The the woman who did the vines over my hips, that's she had this print of Amelia Earhart, and she thinks it's really awesome, and I really like the way that she did it. And so it wasn't like, I want to get Amelia Earhart. It was more like, that's a really cool piece of art that somebody made. Mm -hmm. And I would consider putting that on my body.
1: Um, Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the workaround around the taboo of like, if you see a tattoo that somebody already has. Uh, Because the truth is, I mean, not 100% of the time, because I have watched tattoo artists just sketch out things for the wall. Mm -hmm. But uh, very likely, if there is a piece of flash in a tattoo shop, somebody has that on their body already. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay because it's not like you saw it on someone's chest or something and thought i'm gonna get that right uh it's kind of that that's the point of it being up on the wall i have often wondered if there are tattoos on my body that have ended up being flash mm-hmm. uh, and now other people are walking around with the same tattoos. and if i find them i have options uh i feel like i either form, like, a secret society <laughs> where that's the entrance.
0: Of students?
1: Uh, uh, oh, maybe. So this one probably is on people's bodies. Um, you know, but, like, if my cardinals, if somebody's walking around the cardinals, just, like, that's our signal to each other. Or, uh we, you know, I make, like, a thunderdome. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then it's a human interwonderly sort of situation. Yes, no, I love this. Yeah. I think that's the,
0: that's the meat. I think Anyway, yeah, absolutely. And a Thunderdome is a great place for tattoos because that mm-hmm. it brings back the old school individuality, fuck the man. Yeah, everything.
1: very um, subversive punk Survival, rock. Survival.
0: Yeah, punk rock kind of thing with the new age. Uh, life is wild, I and mean, I'm gonna do crazy shit and get cool tattoos and be awesome. plus Thunderdome's very dystopian which is uh, we're, I mean we're living in, we're living in a
1: dystopia yes. right now yes uh, so. so yeah, I think the the moral of this podcast is we need more Thunderdome. It
0: um, definitely oh, has sure. like a
1: lot of places for like the those weird people to like hang off of and watch people kill each other. so
0: yes uh, yeah. and then uh, the other thing that we could talk about is mm-hmm. this is good. <laughs> so we're talking we were talking about social currency and what if we we can now move into um our second to last point which is how we view art
1: <laughs> we actually do have points point this podcast
0: yes um we do we've been talking about tattoos as social currency as a way to express your individuality and all of these different pieces because that's what tattoos are tattoos are an amalgam of so many different things and so many different cultures and so many different places and times in human history that it becomes like a just an ever changing art form. And so, what we were going to talk about for our next point is just how we view art in general these days, yeah.
1: I uh, and kind of compared to how it used to be, um, there's so one of my favorite shows of all time, 30 Rock, yeah. Uh, I assume you watched it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alec Baldwin's character on there uh talked about art. He's like, there is no good art anymore. Everybody knows that art is just pictures of men writing forces. Yes. Uh, and I think that still holds true today. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only real art.
0: It's is the only real art. Well, and it's just it's just wild because um I Was began my life, my career aspirations wanting to be an artist, I wanted to be an illustrator, so I have very strong opinions about dumb things like brushstroke length and colors and pink in general. Mm. It's an accent color, it should not be used as the main focal point of any kind of piece, it's an accent color. Anyway. um, (laughs) Okay,
1: I will agree (laughs) to disagree, though.
0: (laughs) Uh. I feel like it makes other things deeper, but it cannot sustain Mm -hmm. So it's always very interesting to me to to see how other people view art, and it is very much a generational thing. Like we were saying, like boomers and millennials think of different things as art. But there's a there's a concept called high versus low art, okay. and high art is like stuff that hangs in museums. It's a very flowery. Um, paintings you know from from the early 1800s of people's families it's uh, now, does you know, contemporary
1: art fit in at all
0: contemporary art fits contemporary art is where it gets a little bit different because what happens in the art world is people do one thing for a while and then somebody's like I'm bored with this let's do something else mm-hmm. and so we keep moving and different things become high art and different things become low art well, pop art which is what Andy Warhol did which does hang in museums, was considered low art for the longest time because it's a picture of a fucking soup can. But it's cool. (laughs) But it's subversive because it shouldn't work as high art, but then everybody lost their shit over it. And so tattoos have always been like a very low art form. And now it's different because we say tattoo artists. We don't say like tattooers or like, Mm -hmm. you know, that tat guy. And Ta-ka. they are very much people who make art, and they just happen to tattoo it on human people. Yeah,
1: so I actually, okay, um, I'm not like, in any way classically trained as like an art Um
0: I am. I'm very, very qualified.
1: Qualified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love how broad of a term art is now. Yeah. Um, so, like, okay, so I think I showed you some pictures of what I did yesterday. Yes. Um, I kind of learned a little bit about that. It, it used to be a little bit more of a fad, but, like, kind of like the spacey spray paint art, where you're doing, like, multiple layers and you kind of, like, scrapes and stuff. I made that, and it was amazing. Um, and that is art. Uh, and, uh, you know, living in Kansas City, and there are, there are definitely other cities like this, but I think it's. More in Penn City than other cities. Uh, there's spray paint parts
0: Everywhere. Everywhere. Um,
1: yeah. very much murals. Um, we even have, um, an alley in our crossroads district called Graffiti Alley, and it's where graffiti artists, uh, which that's another thing that's kind of changed in art over the years. Like, yes. Uh, graffiti is now a definite art form, and I, I, I'm 100% here for it. Uh, but graffiti alley is place where graffiti artists you can go and, uh, make graffiti art. Video games yeah. now include a lot of, of digital artistry. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so broad of a spectrum. Whereas before, even if you did mixed media, sometimes people look down at your nose and look at that. Even if you did like mixed media art, people look down their nose and you and they're like, okay, that's cool, your little collage, but that's not art. Right. Uh, where now it's a visual creative outlet. It's art. It's art. And yeah. I, some people still even look down their noses at that, but uh, those people are, I feel, it's like wrong. I, I feel like they're wrong. Because yeah. um, art is nothing more than just a, a creative expression. Right. Uh, and So I love that it's become a more open and accepting
0: place. Uh, yeah. And I think that that broadness of it and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ascension of some of these what would have been lower art, Um, to a higher place in the eyes of society, which is probably the product of technology bringing us closer to it Mm -hmm. and, uh, like Banksy making Mm -hmm. graffiti art important and, um, relevant and to say things about, you know, what is going on in the world today. Where we started to realize, like, oh yeah, art is like our way to express what life is like right now for Mm -hmm. us this is how we see the world Mm -hmm. and tattoos it's the same way and so now you can go on instagram and find any number of real and very talented tattoo artists just in and around your city in and around the world like Mm -hmm. i know of a few tattoo artists who live in italy who make crazy weird monster ink splash prints and tattoo those on people oh, cool. and so like i could go to italy and get one of those but wasn't a millennial and poor mm-hmm. but uh i could go to um i could go to la and go to like you know one of the people who was on like or in like ink magazine or something like yeah. that and be like that's that's really cool what you are doing i really respect it here is my thigh put something cool on it <laughs>
1: Like that is your canvas. Yes, exactly. Um, and
0: so the technology thing, I think, has completely changed it and probably what's given way to that higher level of professionalism because now you don't have to go down to the dark seedy alleyways to get a tattoo or be in prison. I would like
1: to. <laughs> Not be in prison. What? Well, sometimes I fantasize about being in prison because... Why? Yeah, you don't have to pay for food. You get a free place to live.
0: Um, what to to Thunderdome? <laughs>
1: I probably know Banksy. I might be Banksy. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't that be a practice? large tracts of time. But maybe while I'm doing crack, I become Banksy.
0: Maybe. <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. I don't know if you... Because we do this on purpose. This is, you know, we're subverting your expectations by playing into the stereotypes of people who have tattoos. So we make a lot of these doing drug references. We don't we, even
1: have tattoos. We, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but we were talking about how technology affects the tattoos. Yes. It honestly, like, to tie into what we were also talking about, it, it affects the art industry as a whole. Yes. Um, I honestly can't even remember how artists got the word out about their art before Instagram. That's true. And before Facebook.
0: It was all word of mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: especially with tattoos, because it was so under...
1: It's crazy to think about, like, because now I'm just so ingrained in city life that in and, and in a city that's very artistic it's it's hard to think about there really wasn't a lot of art and art that we did have involved like cowboys and I'm like I'm not in the line to you. Or It was all dudes on horses. Cowboys. Yeah, it's all dudes on horses. So that's all art is. Dudes um, on horses. That's actually maybe my next pet is. it's just a dude, dude on a horse. On a horse. You could do a dude
0: on a horse jumping over your bony ass yeah.
1: <laughs> And then just the words dudes on horses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Um it just has revolutionized the game. Um mm-hmm. and I mean social media, like I, that's what I, I do with one of the, the main things I do for money. Um is is manage social media for businesses through. I picked up a uh one for this like Queer Punk band. Yeah. I'm so excited about. Oh, uh, but idea. um yeah, that's Social media has just revolutionized how marketing is done in general, but even more so for the visual mediums of tattoo, of, of art. Of uh, putting
0: your portfolio out yeah, there. Yeah, your
1: portfolio is almost exclusively on social media. Now, like, I yeah. mean, if you are an artist, I still recommend having a digital and physical portfolio uh, because it is not super professional to go to a gallery to get your art hung up without at least something on a USB drive to hand them. Uh, but for just the, the average consumer... That's how I check if I want to work with that tattoo artist, if I want to buy a piece of art from an artist or commission. it, I actually did have something commissioned from an artist. You know, we talked about, like, way too work for that, and I am.
0: I <laughs> did it anyway. Their there's something so good. Yeah.
1: Um, so,
0: yeah. And so much of it is moving back and forth. So, like, there used to be these, like, hard lines between different styles and different mediums of artwork. And now there's so much influence from one area to another where we see like old school like Asian or Japanese uh watercolor prints hmm. that then moved uh moved west and now we see them a lot as people's like like pieces for their home and everything. Mm-hmm. But all of that also moved into tattooing also.
1: I love that sort of inspiration in tattoos. Like I love seeing yeah. that kind of like very old school mm-hmm. Eastern painting style.
0: Yes, which I, I would love to have a piece like that mm-hmm. um, at some point. The ways that that specific style filtered through Japanese tattooing and then filtered through over here into America even kind of makes it kind of weird Mm -hmm. And that's where we get, like, these funky, huge pieces with uh, koi fish on people's backs and, like, there's tigers, um, lots of people with, like, kabuki masks and stuff like that. Oh,
1: yeah. um, I saw a really beautiful tattoo of a geisha that I absolutely love.
0: Yeah. And all of that kind of came over and they started to become these symbolic pieces that, like, mean more than one thing. And one thing, too, that we didn't mention before about something to do with social currency that tattoos give you is that it gives you a bit of like a respect like a yeah you sat in a chair for a long time to get this piece like you're tough now mm-hmm. which is kind of nice like sometimes i will even lean on that if yeah. i'm somewhere and i'm like you know what people are actually going to be more likely to start shit because i have or invisible tattoos Gosh, uh, that are big. Nobody
1: thinks I'm tough. I feel <laughs> like out of the two of us, people are more likely to think you're tough than think I'm <laughs> tough, actually.
0: Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Dead's smallish boyfriend. I'm not, not small. <laughs> no. I, I am, though. I mean, neither of us are very intimidating at all. We're just goofy fucks. We
1: are. We're very goofy. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but I feel like we are goofy and, like, lovable like a dog. And people don't really like to hit dogs I feel like I've been spattering in a lot of, like, if you don't have tattoos and you want to talk to somebody about their tattoos. And I I feel like I have been very um contradictory in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to kind of recap that uh, because I feel like it's a, it's a nice little PSA. And then I also want to add in one last thing about if you were talking to somebody about their tattoos. It is never obnoxious and it is 100% always okay, at least in my life, if you love someone's tattoo. To tell them, yeah, please. I, nothing makes me happier Some people like, oh my
0: god, I love that tattoo. And I think that that's really what your point was earlier: mm-hmm. is that talk to people about their tattoos. Just don't be a dick about it. Don't question yeah. somebody too much. Like, be respectful of like the time and the place. If you're at a party and you want to know more, yeah. ask more. But then also, like, you know, if, be ready.
1: If you're at the bar and you see a cool tattoo on your bartender, don't ask for the story behind it because they don't have time to yeah. give you that story, and then also respect if, um, maybe it's not something they want to talk about, because it, it could just be something that they just don't feel like explaining the right then. Uh, right. It has nothing to do with you, it has everything to do with...
0: Where they were then. Yeah,
1: and, and what they what they feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. Uh, but always, always compliment tattoos. Like, Yes. I, sometimes, um, uh, when I'm at a place, and I want to just kind of make some new friends, if I see a tattoo, even if I don't really care for it, uh, I'll be like, hey, I really love your tattoo. Uh, you can see the joy come on their face. Oh, it does. You know? And
0: I'm if you talk to me about my tattoos, I am 100% just light mm, up. Um, like, yes, just give me four hours.
1: Yeah. So if you want an easy way to make someone feel good, just compliment their tattoos. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So how would... I? We, we touch on a lot of things. We did touch on a lot of things. That's how, what we do,
0: ranch. Yes, we touch things. <laughs> 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 That's not what I meant. So how would you... How I would recap it is, I would say that tattoos have a long and very diverse history. Mm-hmm. They've been a part of human culture for a very, 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 very long time, and they've meant a lot of different things, and they've gone through a lot of different oh, that, transformations. That very yes, and so where we are at with it now is different from where we were before. But all of those pieces from its past still exist, and they are still represented now. So. I guess to recap, I would just say tattoos are a bit of everything. Everybody who has a tattoo has a bit of everything. It's a bit of them. It's a bit of their artists. a bit of life in general, of experience, of where they are, of what is going on in the world. It's our way of mapping that out on ourselves and expressing it.
1: The view of tattoos and, and its evolution has also kind of correlated with how uh we are viewing other things and accepting other things we didn't really get into that as much but uh i think that that's a, a really cool thing though. tattoos are cool everyone's starting to think so eh?
0: yeah get with it blankies let's go get blankies. some blankies let's go
1: get some tattoos yeah cool so in between now and the next time you listen to a branch podcast uh i don't know go get a fucking sleeve or something you dope ass motherfucker
0: yeah let's do it all yeah. right love you guys love you.